Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Carrie Faith On Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Faith. On the show, you will find a blend of spirituality, self-development, and practicality and supporting you to unapologetically manifest your wildest dreams. I share real conversations with visionary women who are top leaders, experts, and professionals in their respective fields after they themselves pivoted and leaned into their purpose in life. Manifesting the next best version of you can be easy, fun, and predictable when you have the right motivation, inspiration, and influence in your life. The Carrie Faith on Purpose show is for the woman who wants it all and more and is ready to step into her infinite power and potential from within. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. This week we have Jennifer Rose, the founder of NeuroticMommy.com and the author of Living Crazy Healthy. She is a Usi Reiki master, psychic medium, oracle and tarot reader, certified trance and crystal healer with a background in yoga, guided meditation, holistic health and healing, writing and photography. Yes, she does it all, multidimensional, multi-passionate. She's a certified transpersonal hypnotherapist who specializes in past life and womb regression. As a lifelong intuitive, Jennifer believes that being spiritually connected is about mind, body, spirit as a collective whole. She believes nurturing and learning to heal oneself on all levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, is key to finding harmony within. She supports people on their journey to elevate upward towards higher vibrational states and consciousnesses. She offers mediumship and psychic readings, angel and oracle card readings, healing sessions such as Reiki and trance, chakra cleansing, cord cutting, aura reading, all of it, crystal healing, guided meditation, past life and womb regression, which I have done myself. And I look forward to introducing you to this beautiful soul, Jennifer. Jennifer, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Oh my gosh, Carrie, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you. I was so excited when you invited me on. We can talk for days, I feel, you and I. So this is going to be such a wonderful segment for both of us because we have that great relationship and we've worked together before. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for saying yes. I do know that we could talk for hours and hours. <laughs> so I, but I also trust everything that comes up today is meant for the listeners. 
So I have a first question for you because you're an amazing, amazing at so many different things, uh, mediumship, intuitive, you know, you've walked me through, you've just been such a key integral part of my own spiritual healing journey. But I want to go back to the beginning. When did you first access these unique innate powers that you have that maybe more understood and by others? Well, thank you so much for that, Carrie. I love being a part of your journey and having you a part of mine. It's really an honor to do this work. Um, It all really started for me when I was very young. I feel like back when I was like four years old, I've always had um, encounters or uh, visuals and dreams. And they were very intense, though, because back then things like that weren't really talked about or addressed. Um, I remember my mom took me to the doctor because I was having like night terrors and they didn't really know what those were. But when you have like nightmares into that capacity, they feel very real for the person upon waking. Right. Do you have you experienced night terrors? Oh, yeah. I have goosebumps all over my body right now because as a very my, you know, first memories were just having terrible nightmares. Yeah. So vivid. Like, I almost think it was part of a past life. Like I would watch myself die in my nightmares. I would have things in my closet, you know, and it just, I can never really sleep because I have reoccurring nightmares too. Oh my gosh. The repeating ones. Yes. I used to have one as a child that I was getting kidnapped. It was, and I had this like, not, I don't even want to say irrational. They were like real fears of these things that I was dreaming about. And also um, just seeing a spirit or ghosts as I thought of them at the time. To me, it was all very scary because there's a negative connotation around it. And growing up, it was like, we're not allowed to use the Ouija board, no scary movies, even though like sometimes we'd watch a scary movie, but like Freddy Krueger and Jason weren't the scary movies that frightened me. It was the spiritual scary movies that frightened me. I don't even like saying the name. But I oh, let me guess, is it maybe the poltergeist? Oh, my God, that's one one of the worst ones. That is one of the worst ones. I mean, I can still hear the voice in my head of that old man and that woman. I mean, frightening, frightening. So from being a young child into a teenager um, and experience this, I just really kind of shut it off. I did not want to have anything to do with it. I really didn't even understand it. I felt like I was curious about it, but I was always very afraid of it because of Hollywood's uh, uh, what they spin on it and how they make um, spirituality and spirits and ghosts very negative and frightening. So I was like, I don't want to invite anything in. I don't want to open up portals, you know, very cinematic kind of Hollywood style stuff like so. But there was always points in my life where it showed up and like caught my attention and I would be like, okay, let me see what's going on here. Let me learn a little bit about myself. And then something would happen that would scare the crap out of me, but scare me in a way where I was like, accurate. And I'd be like, oh my God, no, I don't want anything to do this. What was that? Like, how did I know that? Why do I feel this? Even with people, just friends and um, school, being in school around other people, I can just feel what went on with the teacher, with other classmates. And it was, it was overwhelming, you know, if started to come in as panic attacks. When I was Mm -hmm. a sophomore in high school, I had my first like recognizable panic attack, but I had no idea 
what was happening to me. I remember I was in science class. My teacher's name was Miss Delaney or Sister Delaney because it was a Catholic school. And I just felt like, I'm like, I'm going to die. I had no idea. Panic attacks, anxiety attacks weren't talked about at that time. So I had no idea that what I was feeling was just me picking like empathetically and intuitively picking up so much energy, had no idea how to energetically set boundaries. And, you know, it was really hard for me to understand. So I just always, yeah, go ahead. I would like to really put a lot of weight on that because it's so important. And it's something that I've realized in my own journey of experiencing panic attacks, anxiety, and depression is that I feel like this is my belief and what I'm observing throughout my journey of life these four decades is that there is a unique connection between these anxiety, um, what we term as mental health or mental challenges or mental illness, you know, it's run through my past history and Um, my genetic lineage is that it's actually our ability. It's a unique spiritual gift that is misunderstood in this quote, modern world. And it's just misunderstood. Oh my God. And that's probably my my grandfather's story. He was my um, spiritual guide. And so I want to put a lot of weight to that because your anxiety attack was quote anxiety in the medical field. But in this, in the real field of infinite possibilities, it just means you have other unique gifts. So there's a lot of power to that. And trying to, you know, be a teenager, be in school, deal with all teenager stuff, plus picking up that very overwhelming, very frustrating. So I was very much like an overachiever. I always wanted to make sure I had good grades. I was very independent from a very young age, Mm -hmm. but I always ran from this gift. I would just shut it off because I wanted nothing to do with it. I really thought it was just negativity until I had my first son. He just propelled me into learning about living a more holistic lifestyle. And I feel like what happened was my spirit team and my higher self were like, okay, we've tried every other way to like get her to embrace this. Let's get her through nutrition first and, and healing herself first. Then we can like ease her into this. So I went through what I feel was a dark night of a soul for a year after I had my first son, because I became the anxiety caught up to me, the depression caught up to me. And I felt like I was a prisoner in my own mind. And I used to say to my husband, I was never this severe. I was never like this. I can't even leave the house. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. And I was just very overprotective of my son, afraid of so many things that I would play out on my mind that were going to happen that never happened, but it was past life stuff, uh, parallel timelines showing up for me. Like everything was just coming like full speed ahead for me. And I was like, what's going on here. And then literally overnight I had, I read this, um, uh, I, I saw a documentary on YouTube, which was the first thing. And it taught me all about holistic, a holistic living, natural healing, uh, plant-based foods, veganism, all that stuff. So I really started to dive into that. And I started to learn about nutrition and uh, gut and, and, and brain connection and how I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is all making sense. And I went what, like from one week to the next with no doctor appointments to having from all doctor appointments to having no doctor appointments where my doctor actually called me and was like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Cause you were here like every week. And I was like, I had what I feel is an awakening or, you know, something came down. Mm-hmm. It felt like something came down and pulled one of those spin blinds up and like slapped 
slapped me in the forehead and I was, I, I saw the bigger picture. I'm like, wait a minute, I can help myself, help myself. Oh my God. I felt this relief, like come off of my shoulders. And I dove into learning about this other way of life and all these other healing modalities. And then from there, I learned about spiritual healing modalities. And then I started to realize like, oh my gosh, this isn't scary. This isn't a bad thing. This isn't negative. This is something that I can use to my advantage. And I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, like when we're on clubhouse, but it reminds me a lot of Elsa from frozen. You know, at Mm. first she thinks her gifts are a curse and she hides from everyone and she doesn't want to use them because she just associates them with being bad. And then when she realizes it's about her mindset and how she wants to utilize her energy and how she wants to bring her gift to the world. And it's all about love and healing and helping others. I mean, then it it's like a game changer. And that's exactly what happened with me. And I was like, I started to embrace this part of myself fully. And I found that when I did embrace that part of myself, those intense anxieties and fears and phobias that I've had my entire life Hmm. kind of started to fall to the wayside and melt away. I still deal with anxiety, of course, but I have tools now that I'm better equipped to handle it when it comes up instead of spiraling out of control and allowing it to rule my life. I mean, I remember I was seeing psychiatrists and therapists and they wanted to put me on a slew of medication and I'm not against Western medicine at all. I feel like it's important to have that ebb and flow of balance between Western Eastern and other healing modalities. But I just, something told me like, this isn't the way for you. There's something else. Like I felt like I went through that dark year of massive anxiety and depression, depression, because I was having such massive anxiety that it taught me so much. And it, I I tell my sons all the time, like you helped mommy learn how to love herself, accept myself. Yeah. I got a little emotional. I know. And I I say like you, it feels like my kids came to teach me a lot because before them, I wasn't loving myself in the way I should be and showing myself compassion and care and kindness because I was so focused on all the negative that was going on. And I wasn't looking at how far I've come or what I was doing. Well, but with that our, said, yeah, our, go ahead. Our stories are so aligned. I feel like in the sense of like, <laughs> just w- where we came from. And then I feel, I know that it's in our breakdowns that we have the breakthroughs and yes. having my first child <clears throat> was that wake up call for me, but you tell your story so eloquently Thank in the you. sense of, oh of what, you know, your past and where you came from. So well said. Um, And it, what you said is like, it can be one small belief. You thought that all the, all your gifts were like bad, negative, but just one small belief when you break through it, it like opens up to infinity, right? It's like a whole new world. And I I've come to realize that a lot of people that are, are here in their life at this point with uh, having this awareness around their own abilities, the stories are very similar because, and there's no coincidence that we're here talking about it and that we connect in this way because it's really helpful to know that you're not alone. It's that support system that you have. Like when I, after I had my first son, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm just like losing my mind. But what was happening was it's like something came over, it turned me upside down, started shaking me. And it felt like, you know, there was an earthquake happening underneath me. But what was really going on was 
things that no longer served me and that I no longer needed to hold on to were being shed and let go of. And mm-hmm. I was holding on to it for so long as a security blanket, thinking that it was protecting me. Meanwhile, the whole time it was hindering me and stopping me from moving forward. And now I can't even remember my life not using these abilities and these gifts that we all are born with, right? To yeah, to my to my advantage and to and to really help myself. And also, you know, it's they say it's 98% self-development and 2% helping other people, because you have to help yourself first. You have to go through the work, you have to go through your own healing and the healing never ends. It's, it's a constant and we're always evolving. We're always learning, excuse me. We're always learning new things. Something is always coming up for us to rediscover about our soul. But I'll tell you, like during that first year with my son, after having my first son, it was really eye-opening for me. And, And I'm so grateful for that year because it helped me understand so much. I mean, in the thick of it, it was really tough because I didn't want my son to grow up and think that his mother was afraid to do, to live life. Um, I used to do hair in New York city for a really long time and travel on the subway and take the trains and things like that. And then in that year, there would have been no way I would take in the subway by myself because I was that fearful. Fear really took over. And when I turned to this part of me and was like, I took a deep breath and I was like, wow, I just felt, wow. Like I know the fear is going to show up because that's old constructs that I've created for myself, but now I'm going to work through it and I'm going to move through it. I'm not going to sweep it under the rug and act like it's not there. I'm really going to push through it and get out of the other side of it. And then by doing that, by healing myself, I'm also healing the collective. And in that way, I'm also helping other people and leading by example, but it's not perfect. You know, nothing's perfect. Healing's not linear. It's very chaotic. It's up and down side to side. It's not like a light switch that we can turn on and off. So I recognize that now. And I feel like I'm gentler with myself, but after my second son, that's when spirit was like, okay, the, the doors were flown wide open. And I was just really connecting with spirit in a way that I wasn't before, you know, it, it feels like it happens in in phases for me or levels. Yes. Like when I'm ready to be like upgraded, I will feel like, Oh, this is different. This is a new way of communication. Um, thank you. Like, I'm so honored to be able to work in this way and trust myself more than I've ever had in my life. There's so many times, and I'm sure you can relate to this. And you tell me that I look back at my life and I say so many times there, I should have listened to myself and trusted my intuition or my higher self. I didn't. And I said to myself, I knew I should have listened to myself. Like well, I knew I, I was. Exactly. That's a huge topic that I'm focusing on right now is that, that trusting piece to it because, and I'm just so glad that you brought up, I want to give more weight to that. You, you brought up so much about depression and anxiety and a fear because we're experiencing that as a collective more and more and more. And it's so misunderstood. It just means that you or that person that's experiencing anxiety and depression has this energy, right? It's all just energy that is like yearning to come out in your own unique way, but we don't trust ourselves to listen to it. So trust is huge. Like how do you learn to trust the, the gifts, the, the channeling, the messages, however they come to you and understand yeah. like one higher self is speaking to you? 
Well, I think it's about taking baby steps. You know, uh, a lot of the time change is uncomfortable. It's frightening. So our conscious mind will feel like it's protecting us in a way where it will bring up anxiety or give us like a panic in that moment. Like, oh no, don't do this. This is different. This is change. I'm not going to do this. And then people are correlating their anxiety and depression um, from things, just from random things, right? This is driving causes me anxiety. This causes me anxiety. But what's happening is no one has energetic boundaries, healthy boundaries set physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So everyone's just walking around absorbing, absorbing Mm -hmm. everyone else's energy and they're feeling bombarded and they're feeling so exhausted in the middle of the day. And you could be having a great day, right? Having like, I have such a good day. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I so upset? Why am I sad? Why am I feeling like this? Why do I want to go lay down? Because you're picking up so much other energy during the day then it's manifesting in for you as anxiety. I'm saying like generally, right. And then it's like, I'm having anxiety. I can't get through it. Then we start to create these stories in our mind that we're actually living for those five minutes that we're having these attacks. Right. And then when it passes, it's like, Oh my God, what just happened? Then you feel completely depleted. You have no energy, no assets. So I feel, yeah, it's the labeling. I am an anxious person or I have this. It's no, like, it's just even that wording of it. And I'm sorry I cut you off, but the so important to actually understand how many different types of boundaries that we carry. And as a a former hairdresser, I always imagine that this is um, a not career, but it's a position, right? Or career. We're always and you know, masseuses and people that are working with other people, you're always absorbing those energies, right? Constantly, constantly. You're talking to people, you're picking up energies, you're carrying on like it's your responsibility, you're taking things on like as if it's your own, and it's not your own, and it becomes really overwhelming. People will tend to, I know for me, I tended to like be closed off and just not want to deal for a couple of days because I didn't understand. However, when you understand setting healthy boundaries in all ways, you start to trust yourself in the way where you're showing up for yourself by setting these boundaries for yourself, not because you don't want to be supportive of other people, but you have to help yourself before you can help others. So, and then you'll, people will be uncomfortable with you setting boundaries because they don't have boundaries set for themselves. So it's like triggering and so so much sense. If someone is triggered by us setting those stricter boundaries, it's just a reflection that they might not have boundaries. So to really clarify the boundaries part, you know, there's so many different types, but in the sense of kind of that spiritual, emotional boundary, how, what's a practical way that you would share with someone? So I would share with someone, it's all about your intention. Your intention Mm -hmm. is very strong. So you don't have to spend like 45 minutes in meditation to set boundaries. You wake up and you just say, I'm setting healthy boundaries today. And then however that looks like, or comes up for you is exactly the way it's meant to. Everyone is so unique is a unique individual. Nobody's going to have the same visualizations or feelings and sensations with how they go about doing things in their own like universe. Right? So when I wake up in the morning, it's just like second nature to me to be like, I, I, this is how I explain it to people. I kind of do like arms length, you know, out. And I put myself in like an egg shape or a bubble. Mm -hmm. And I say, this is my space. 
I have permission to exist inside my space and everybody else has permission to exist outside of my space in their own space. And this doesn't mean that I'm not going to be supportive of people or want to help people, but it does mean that I'm not going to do the work for people or think I can, because you really can't do the work for people. It's like me telling someone, oh, I want you to go lose weight for me. Like they can't do it. They can give me tools to help me lose weight or to help me eat healthier, but they can't actually do the work for me. But a lot of the time people take on all this responsibility, like it's their own. And then that's when they feel that's where there's no boundaries. And then it starts to affect all other aspects of their life and all their other um, uh, parts of themselves where they're not setting boundaries. And it highlights where healthy boundaries need to uh, be created. So it's even about attachments. There's negative attachment, unhealthy attachments, and there's positive attachments where you like, I love my children. I'm attached to my children, but I know that they don't belong to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love them. I'll do anything for them. It's so hard, right? As a parent, because like, these are my kids. These are my kids, but they have their own life. They're going to live their own life. Yeah. As they grow older and older, you realize like so many, I feel like mothers, especially, I mean, fathers too, but mothers like struggle with that, like the letting go part, like in the sense of they're, oh my gosh, they're, they yeah. have their own life. Right. And if, if you understand that from a younger age, you'll understand yeah. that's their life. This is our life. We can't fix everything. Yeah. Um, but I would like to highlight that I've read a book recently. It's called Boundary Boss for any of the listeners. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, Boundary Boss by um, Cole, Terry Cole. I'll leave it in the show notes and I'll send it to you. Uh, It's a great book because this is something that I'm realizing I did not have strong boundaries and I needed attention to it. And all the listeners could benefit from this book and just understanding it just happens with intention more than anything you can wake up and say what's the what's your mantra yeah this is my space i have permission to exist inside my space and everyone has permission to exist outside in their own space or however they want to word it you can just wake up and say set the intention of I'm setting healthy boundaries today and healthy boundaries for me for like, this is for an example, healthy boundaries for me means saying no, if I really can't do something, Mm. I'm not people pleasing anymore. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm also a recovering hypochondriac. So there's like, it's like showing up for yourself and being like, you know, it's, it's putting, making yourself a priority, putting yourself first. Is it selfish? Yes. To a point it is. But it's also selfless because even, you know, when you're in an airplane, they tell you put the mask on first and take oxygen as a parent before you put it on your child. Because if you can't breathe and you're trying to put oxygen on your child, it it doesn't even make sense. So, and it really is like a non-negotiable if you're an entrepreneur or you're running your own business or you're very, you know, you're out for to be the better good for the world, right? To actually pursue your purpose and really honor it. It's like, you have to have a boundaries as a non-negotiable. Oh my God, a hundred percent. If you don't, you will find that you'll burn yourself down to the ground. You won't have passion or behind what you want to do because it'll start to just feel like a chore, even though you love it. 
you'll start to feel worn down and you'll want to throw in the towel because you're just like, I can't do this anymore because you're trying to please everyone else but yourself. And when you flip the script and say, okay, let me go inside first because everything, everything that I want that's at an arm's length, at, at an arm's distance, first, let me go inward, give myself all this love, compassion, you know, scoop up all that energy and put it back in. Then it emanates outward. And then we see the shifts happening on the outside of us that we've always wanted to see, but we have a tendency to think it's going to happen outside of us first, then we'll be happy. But it's about going inward first, allowing us to have to be happy, right? And to know that happiness is a is a purpose. It's it's what we create inside of us first. Then when we have that energy, we level up our vibration and then it emanates outward and it creates a ripple effect and everything that's always been just at a distance is finally in our grasp. Mm. Does that make sense? So beautiful. I just want to say that it does make a hundred percent sense. And you are like the most compassionate person I feel like I've ever met and you're a perfect example that you have strong boundaries but you hold the space I mean um that's how we met on clubhouse clubhouse rooms and your one-on-ones that you know and your teachings I've done I've done a lot with you I know I'm so grateful for you but you're so compassionate and like you just have that love that is free-flowing you know there's no restriction of it but at the same time I hear that you have very strong boundaries, so it's possible and you leave. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it's not something that's like, it's something you have to work on every single day. I have days where I am, you know, you hear me all the time. I'm like, I'm 2002 Jen, that's earth Jen. I become very judgy, but I have the awareness around that when it comes up now, whereas maybe 2011, I didn't have that awareness uh, about what was going on for me or what was coming up for me. But now I have the awareness and it's not easy every day, but it's something that I, I really strive to work on because I, I feel like I I'm responsible for myself and I have to hold myself accountable. Nobody else is responsible for me and nobody else can be held accountable for what I decide to do with any decisions that I make. I always have a choice and I know that, and I will always make mistakes, but I always say, I want to normalize making mistakes as not failures, but as growth spurts, like spiritual growth spurts, where we really learn uh, our strengths and, and understand like why things may be coming up and repeating or lessons keep on showing up. And, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, it'll be like the same people, places and things uh, uh, being brought up in, in someone's life. And this happens for me too, even though I have this awareness and I create healthy boundaries. I still have to work at it. There's some days where I'm just like, oh, 2002, Jen, all over again, you know, but I'm like, okay, I'm going through a growth spurt. And sometimes I even say to my husband, he'll, if I'm like feeling like I'm in a mood, you know, I'll sometimes feel like irritable or frustrated. I'm like, okay. And if I get snippy with him, I'm like, I'm sorry. I was going through like a spiritual growth spurt and it came off like that. Like, sorry, I recognize that now. And but it's like a thing you have to work on every single day. Like you, we were talking it's earlier, it's like steps. a muscle. Yes. Yeah. And baby steps. And that's where I want to ask or talk to you about and the listeners about what you have took me through as a one-to-one session with the past life womb regression. Yes. Yes. That was something, you know, I just realized I needed this as part of my growth spurt you know, and how much I'm still reflecting on it 
like months later, I don't know when I did it. I did it a few months ago, how this was a key part of my spiritual growth. I mean, I've done it. I seriously, I felt like I've done all the energy work, like all the therapy, all the healing, but there's always like another, it's every single day we have to seek out different ways to grow and heal and evolve so that we can have that higher level of awareness. Yeah. So the path, past life room regression, which is one of your services. Yeah. You want to tell the listeners briefly, maybe about what it exactly yes. is, if they would like to do it. And then um, we could talk about my experience and I think I'll do a part two and actually give the whole story. Oh my gosh. That is beautiful because your experience was really beautiful to witness. And I'm honored that you allowed me on that journey with you. Um, I do. I feel like with, with this service, I, I help people really understand how they can be their own teacher, their own healer and how to self-advocate for themselves. You know, I feel like it's important not to rely on people or healers, but to learn how to help yourself. And then, uh, come to people like me and you for that extra support. You know what I mean? You know, therapist, psychiatrist, one stop yes. shop where you're like, well, I did that energy healing once and I'm good. And that's it. Yeah. I it doesn't work like that. It's like, like a continuous our teeth. Maybe yeah. not it's like showering. It's like taking a, an energetic shower. That's what it feels like for me. Cle- clearing that energetic soot that we carry around all the time because energy, you know, people will send us energy intentionally or unintentionally. And um, it will still kind of creep its way in. And you just have to always clear your energy. You could do that by taking a shower. And again, with the intention of, I'm just clearing my energy. If you want to take 45 minutes to an hour to sit in meditation and create a safe space, absolutely do that. I encourage that. But if you're on the go and don't have time and just set that intention and you'll feel that way. But with the past life um, womb regressions, I am a certified transpersonal hypnotherapist and I do clinical hypnotherapy, but I really just specialize in past life and womb regression, inner child work, shadow work. And it's a therapeutic technique that really allows you to access the subconscious mind. Um, This is where we tap into your soul's memories from lifetimes and timelines. And I'm your support system during the session. So I help guide you using different hypnotic techniques that help you put the conscious mind to the side for a bit so that you can uh, access these untapped memories. And the benefits really, the the benefits are endless for me, but I will just name a few. It really helps understand more clearly relationships, situations, and circumstances that you've been through in this current life. It helps with fears and phobias. It really um, helps you rediscover your purpose in this lifetime, your gifts and abilities. It helps you remove limiting beliefs that may be blocking you or holding you back from you vibrating at your fullest potential in this lifetime. It's very deep emotional healing and it's it releases um, on a soul level and it gives you a more in-depth understanding of the lessons you've been through and what your strengths are. Because as a soul, we tend to carry all the things that no longer serve us. But when we do this work, we let go of what doesn't serve us and we pick up our abilities, gifts, and, and talents that we tend to leave behind in these other timelines that are rightfully rightfully ours. And it's just, um, it really, it's really expansive is how I, that's how it makes me feel. Yes. When this kind of work, it's very expansive. It brings in so much awareness to maybe what wasn't there before. And a lot of the times when I work with people, they have realizations, but not just during the session and after the session, 
weeks and months after it's continuous. And we continue to do this work and we continue to uncover what's going on with us on the inside. And then it just, I mean, outside, like externally, it's, it's beautiful. The shifts that happen. We can actually go back and heal those past life wounds. I feel like, right. Yes, Yes. Because for me, I believe in you, I'm speaking for you that the soul is something that is eternal and the body is just a form that comes and goes. Right. I agree. I agree with that. hundred percent. Like I, you know, a lot of the anxiety I carry with me because of past lives and generational, but we can go back to past lives and like send it healing energy and and let go. So we're still not carrying on right here, right now. And in the future, or even passing it on to, future generations. Is that right? A hundred percent because you're going in and you're saying, okay, I'm not going to carry this anymore. This isn't something that I need to be carrying in this life where you go in and you say, I'm going to Wait, I lost my train of thought because it's like a lot of information coming through. Well, it's okay. okay. I Um, would like to um, ask you, is this something that would be beneficial for me to do several times because I feel like I need to do it more times. And just like any type of healing, it's like, you don't just do it once and it's a done thing. It's something that I can go back and I'll probably access new information about myself. Yes. Right. hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. So everyone asks, asks me like, how often do you think I should do these sessions? And I'm always like, when you feel intuitively guided to go that way or to heal that way and to uncover more um, uh, depths of the soul, you know, people use the onion, but I use the artichokes. I like it. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's really just, no one really knows how many lives they've lived. I mean, they can guess, right? Maybe it was this amount, maybe it was that amount, but there's always something that your higher self, your spirit family will bring up for you to, Uh, that will be beneficial for you to review, that will be beneficial for you to explore and see, uh, have clear understandings of why maybe you went through a certain thing in your life or why this keeps on coming up for you. Why do you feel like you're on a hamster wheel? So it really helps bring to light things that we kind of feel stuck in or stagnant in. And then when we remove energy that's not serving us, we get to fill up our own cup with our own soul because you're right, we're not a body with a soul where a soul that's just temporary using this vessel for our earth experience. And I feel you have to honor your earth experience as well. This is why we do this work and we go inward and it's called the shadow work because this is the stuff that is really uncomfortable that people don't want to deal with, but it's about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then when you move through it, instead of going around it, you feel so much lighter energetically. And it is not easy, I feel like, but it is willing to trust yourself, right? Because it's yes. like, it go, all goes back to, to trust and self-love and compassion. And when you can have 100%. that within yourself is when one will be ready to explore this type of work. And I just want to thank you for taking me through that experience and sharing uh, that with the listeners I know we could talk forever. Yes. Oh my gosh. Part two and part three. But how can the listeners get a hold of you? So if they want to have experiences, I mean, I learned Reiki from you. You're my Reiki guide and teacher, oh. and you have so many different ways to guide 
you know, throughout Aww. the human experience and the soul experience. So where can the listeners get in touch with you? And I'll leave it in the show notes too. Oh, well, I'm honored, Carrie. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. My heart is just overflowing with gratitude and joy right now. Um, you can, everyone can just find me at neuroticmommy.com. I'm neurotic mommy across all social channels. So Instagram, um, YouTube, Facebook, and um, yeah, everything is on my website and all my social channels are there. It's neuroticmommy.com. And I'm just so honored to be a part of your journey, Carrie, and have you a part of mine because you are such a beautiful light and guide. And I am grateful to have been put on the path with you. Me too. I mean, you're helping me with living out my purpose, my dharma, and really accessing the infinite potential within. So one last question for you. What is your definition of happiness? My definition of happiness is whatever that is for the individual. Mm. If I feel that if whatever state that you feel that joy and overwhelming gratitude for me, it's gratitude, I guess, I guess I just have this realization. Happiness is gratitude for me just being present in the moment, not worrying about the past and not worrying about the future, being excited for the future, but allowing myself to stay present and really trying to just live in the now, as opposed to constantly feeling like I need to do something. So happiness for me is that feeling of gratitude and joy. Oh, I'm so grateful and joyful that you're here with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You brought me to tears. I'm sending you so much love, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.